0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Base So Profunda podcast. That was a little quick. Trying to keep up. Yeah. (laughs) I am Jonathan. I am Sam. And today we have for you our podcast. Sam, what is the topic of the day today?
1: Today we are talking about black is the color, but specifically the version by Peter.
0: Peter, just Peter. There he and is. Where's his last name? Peter Hollins. Peter
1: Hollins.
0: Mm-hmm. And Avi from Pentatonics. Avi Kaplan. Oh my gosh. When Sam says this particular version, what does that exactly mean? Well, we'll tell you very shortly. So this yeah. episode as you can tell, is one of our ones that we just do about a song. So we're just going to tell you, you know, what's going on, what we love about this song and like how we're feeling about it. And this one was one of mine. This This was a Jonathan episode and I am obsessed. I'm obsessed with this song. I love Avi's voice and I can't stop talking about it just because his range and his tone are like impeccable. It's like absolutely crazy.
1: It is a very good one. Very, very good.
0: Yeah, I've seen. I saw him when he was on the Pentatonics twice. I think I. Yeah, right. It was in one was at the Garden, and once was was it like the Xfinity Center or something like that? I don't know. I just remember there was like a lot of like trees outside and it was like more open air. And was it Callum Scott that opened up for them? No. Oh my god, this is gonna drive me absolutely crazy. I have a list of like bands and stuff like that that i've seen like playing live where is it have you ever seen them sam
1: pentatonix mm-hmm. i have not but i heard that they're Ooh. incredible live i think we've talked about some of their shows before uh, that you mentioned you went to
0: i love a- acapella and they're like some of the baddest in the game and then specifically with Avi, like his vocal register is like so ridiculously low and it's like a it's like a it's like a rumble that mm-hmm. I really I, I love. And like when I say that I love bass, that is not limited to the bass guitar. I love like bass like voices. And his was like always the best accompaniment for the team. Absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah. he's truly amazing. I do not understand how he has like that
0: that range. It's just crazy. Andy has a great beard I just True. that I'm like I, I'm I have I have a little bit of beard envy is where like mine doesn't connect very well so I'm like speaking of like one of our last episodes was shanties I'm over here like patchy the pirate where I'm just like fucking ah, it won't it won't grow right <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've always wanted to but eh, that's all right I've always um, wanted to as well you you wanted a beard
1: yeah I'd like oh. a beard I think that'd be cool
0: That would be pretty cool. Uh, Did you know that in, I think it's, I don't know if it's just Lord of the Rings lore, or if it's also D&D lore, but like, I think female dwarves grow beards.
1: What? That's sick. I I know, right?
0: Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, So why don't we just like jump into it? So, oh, Sam, what's your beverage? My beverage of
1: today is... Ooh, ooh. A little green tea with some sugar,
0: Ooh. not
1: decaf, because not decaf. I'm already tired and it's only 7.30 as we're filming this.
0: I know, Sam, you are a creature of the day, like frolicking in, in, in the sun and the flowers, but <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm this, this little night creature and I'm going to be up till like two or three, so, you know.
1: I would pass away like if I was this. up
0: until two or three. I've seen you. I've seen you up late. I've seen you push yourself at camp. And like, you're almost actively falling down until you can go to sleep. Oh, mm-hmm. biggest yawn. There oh, we go. Was
1: the biggest <laughs> yawn. My eyes are watering.
0: <laughs> well, let's make, <laughs> let's make it through this episode first. We got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Um, So starting out, we're just talking about like the album art like because this this particular song is off of his self-titled album which is basically it's like you know it's it's just it's pete Hollins and it's his face with like all of his other faces around him sorry pictures of his face not like he's not like some sort of yeah yeah (laughs) he's he's not like a hydra where he had like they all just sort of like or like medusa like these like tiny little snake heads with his face on them yeah it's, it's the album, but then he all, they also have like a particular art f- just for this song. I like it. It really, it's like, it shows like they're like silhouettes and everything. Like it's very simple and it's very clean.
1: I find it um very unnerving. Oh, why? It, I think the way, there's a few things. Oh. I think the silhouettes, the fact that they're so dark... Contrasting okay. against like the lighter background. Yeah. That combined with the particular font that they used for the title and the Times fact New that. Times New Roman. <laughs> Is it Times <laughs> New Roman?
0: I don't I don't know. I'm I might just be getting whiplash from when I was in college. I just hate seeing Times New Roman. I don't have to type oh, yeah, in anymore. We use Ariel here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or Comic Sans.
0: Ooh, no, oh my god. god. We should. <laughs> we should,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. So the the font with the, the sort of darkness that's creeping in from Ooh. the border of the artwork yeah. with the dark silhouettes of Avi and Peter. It then looks like, yeah. it looks like the poster for a
0: horror film. It like a, like a, it, this is giving Blumhouse, like, you know what yes. I mean?
1: Yes. Like, I don't,
0: it's I giving don't
1: what- like, um, it's giving, like, the Babadook.
0: Babadook. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, I totally see that. Yeah. Oh, my God. But see, like, oh, I don't wow, know. the
1: Babadook is terrifying. Sorry, I just... No, no,
0: no, no, it's fine. The Babadook's fucking ugly. And, like, I also hate how he, like, it, like, mimics other people's voices. Like, I think Ooh. I've always... I've always thought, like, any horror icon that can, like, do that, that's, like, misleading, I've always hated those. Like, um... I, at least I'm pretty sure that's in the that's in the movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I also haven't seen it follows in a long time. Where like that's one thing that always gets me is like mimicry. I fucking hate that because it's, cause it's mm. like, but like in a good way because where it's like you can't trust your own senses. Like what can you trust? You can't trust anything. And so like the Babadook does it. There's literally like one creepy pasta or something that I remember. That's like it's like a short story where there's like a kid. And he hears his mom call him from downstairs. And, like, as he's going down the stairs, he gets pulled into a closet by his mother. And she's like, did you hear that? I heard it, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, the thing that called him wasn't his mother. Or was it his mother? And the thing that just dragged him into the closet is pretending to be his mother. You don't... Dude, you don't know.
1: Yeah. That's horrifying.
0: Like, any, any, any sort of, like, horror movie that has, like, a creature that uses mimicry like that, I'm like... Oh, fuck that. Oh, yep. fuck that. Yep. Yep.
1: You know what I just saw, though, before we move on? Some not-so-scary you... things. Oh. A, a picture of the Babadook in front of the uh, Pride flag. Yeah. So he is an LGBTQ icon, supposedly. What? What? Really? Yep. So that's good. But wait,
0: hold on. We I'm, love I literally... the Babadook. Dude, I typed in Babadook, and the second the complete like the autocomplete says babadook gay icon why (laughs) i love it really how terrorizing i don't Uh, know why
1: he's a gay icon but
0: i don't know either this is this is very confusing but i like it it like literally i'm on vox.com and it says how the babadook became the lgbtq icon we didn't know we needed how terrorizing a white australian family became an act of queer defiance huh i'm gonna look more into this at the end like later but i'm like okay
1: i thought that was interesting anyways the moral of that tangent right. was that yeah, sorry it the artwork is nice i agree it that is. it's very like clean very like mm-hmm. simple mm-hmm. it's giving blumhouse horror film
0: blumhouse horror or, or like a24 or like a twenty-four, or they're gonna have uh, a standoff. They're gonna have a little, a little duel because they're like back to back. Gotta walk like ten paces. I don't know. It's giving
1: like it. Alexander Hamilton.
0: Alexander Hamilton. I don't know any of the songs. I I literally only know the one Alexander. by the by the King. You'll be back. That's my favorite one.
1: That's a good one. You'll be back. Time will
0: tell. I like it. <laughs> So before we get into the song, we just want to talk a little bit about like the history and the background of it, and then a little bit of a shallower dip into the pool for the artist, because this particular song is one of many covers. And we will tell you about it. Sam, if you could start us off, tell us about it. Where does it come from? Who did it?
1: I would love to. So black is the color also known as black is the color of, of my, my true, true love's hair, hair yes is a traditional ballad folk song known in the u.s as associated with colonial and later music in the appalachian mountains
0: oh appalachia
1: yeah it is believed to have originated in scotland as it refers to the river clyde in the lyrics but american uh, music musicologists is that how you say it? yeah american so. musicologists alan lomax supported the thesis of scottish origin saying that the song was an american quote remake of british materials
0: i also found that while looking into like oh my god i didn't know this like this was like scottish british and then i looked into it and i'm like wait scots don't really like you calling them british and so i looked into it yeah it's yeah like i said kind of controversial like it's like they live in the british isles that is canon but I've I've I was reading like varying opinions, or some people are like, yeah, I'm both, I'm British and I'm Scottish, but I consider myself more Scottish. And then there were some other people that are like, fuck that, I'm not British, I'm only Scottish. Yeah, Scotland. And then just like put out the the fucking Scotland forever like meme over it. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, I didn't know this was so hot button. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's that's interesting.
0: Well, because like I get why I get why Ireland is isn't like, nah, we're not British fuck you fuck them i get that but then like because i also know i think it's like margaret thatcher that has to do with it what is it like the isn't she like the iron lady like some of her policies were like not so good for like the other islands mm, i'm terrible at history i apologize i don't know it's and anyone out there who is more well-versed in history can you illuminate please i would love to hear about it i love learning yeah oh. Yeah. Oh, but also, um, if you want to see some scary fucking shit, uh, look up the Appalachian Mountains or like the Appalachia rules, because you can't go outside after dark. You can't whistle because that's like beckoning things to come towards you. Close your, your windows and your blinds at night. If you think you saw something, you didn't. If you thought you might have seen something, change your mind. You did not. And it's like, it does like a whole set of rules for out there. So we're talking about the Babadook. Look up Appalachian cryptids. That shit is scary.
1: Damn, that sounds horrifying.
0: Yes, but back to Black is the Color. Sorry.
1: No, that's okay. So the original tune of Black is the Color was collected by English composer and folk song archivist Cecil Sharp. The tune that is best known today, that is that assigned to the traditional lyrics by John Jacob Niles. He describes how he came about to write this tune. And he said, quote, Black is the color of my true love's hair was composed between 1916 and 1921. I had come home from Eastern Kentucky singing the song to an entirely different tune, a tune not unlike the public domain material employed even today. My father liked the lyrics but thought the tune was downright terrible. So I Ooh. wrote myself a new tune, ending Ooh. it in a nice modal manner. My composition has since been discovered by many an aspiring folk
0: singer. Interesting. What is modal? Um, I don't know how to describe it yeah because i'm like just the way that that was spelled like not model it's like modal m-o-d-a-l so i'm like that seems significant why don't we describe it for the uninitiated musical or musically inclined person such as myself
1: yes so a mode in music is used in a number of distinct senses depending on context. Its most common use may be described as a type of musical scale coupled with a set of characteristic melodic and harmonic behaviors. It is applied to major and minor keys as well as the seven diatonic modes, uh, which are defined by their starting note or tonic. So I think when he says ending it in a nice modal manner, Mm-hmm. I interpret that as ending it in a mode that is I don't know, I don't I don't want to say nice even though that's the word that he used like like in a very resolving
0: oh 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 kind of like how major is like conclusive like it's like it's like not discordant and it's like pleasing
1: right like it's oh. not like he like for example the C major scale Um, is in the Ionian mode? Is that what it's called?
0: I don't know. This is not my area.
1: (laughs) So like, but for example, if they did, if he ended it in like a Mixolydian mode, Mixolydian, Mm -hmm. a Mixolydian scale is like G to G with a perfect fifth. Uh Uh-huh. But the notes aren't as, it's almost like not like seamless. Okay, I guess I don't know. I really don't know how to explain it.
0: No, that's okay. You came close enough. Like it's it's uh, unless you had like a keyboard or something that you could be like, oh, it's this thing. So his his composition has been discovered. I wonder. I wonder where it's been employed though. Like who else? Sort of like led by his example.
1: Yeah, that I'm not sure of. Yeah, I don't know.
0: That's pretty cool though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so Nina Simone revitalized its popularity. So her versions are one of the most popular off of her album, Wild is the Wind. Ooh. Primarily categorized in the folk category, but it's also been seen as jazz and rock takes on it before, like Gregory Porter and The Politics of Envy.
0: I was looking up them because, like, I was trying to see, like, because I, I, I just realized, like, I, I looked up Black is the Color, and then I saw, obviously, like, the Avi Kaplan and Peter Holland's version, because that's mm-hmm. my favorite version. And then I was like, oh, shit, who's, who's, Nina, who's Nina Simone? And so I looked that up, and then it kind of, like, went down a wormhole where I was like, oh, shit, they're covering Nina Simone. But then it was like, no, I, like... Someone even said in the comments of the video, they're like, "Oh, I love the Nina Simone cover," and I'm like, "Oh, this is a cover of a cover," and just I just kept spiraling. So it's like Gregory. Well, it's a
1: cover of a cover of a cover (laughs) of a cover.
0: There are so many different versions. I honestly, I, I, I wish I counted them, but like, I don't know. I don't know, (laughs) but there's a lot. So like, Mm -hmm. this particular version of the song, though, it is uh, track eleven on. Peter Hollins is, or else I'll call him Pete. Hey, Pete, if you're listening to this, I love your music. Um, <laughs> and I'll talk about that yeah. in a second. It's track 11 off of his self titled album from 2014. Um, and like we've been saying, featuring Avi Kaplan, and it's produced by, uh, by Pete. And so, background of Peter Hollins. So he is an Oregon-based American entrepreneur, as they say, pop singer, producer, YouTuber. Uh, he started his YouTube channel in 2011, uploading acapella covers and like mashups. And like a mashup is basically, you take a bunch of like different songs for a particular theme, and you put them together and like you string them along. Like I've seen primarily Disney ones, right? Like I've seen a lot of Disney mashups.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely
0: there's like one page that I really like and I think it's Voctive and it's like a chorus of people who d- all do like different parts from Disney movies. Like, like, I think there's one that's like the vi- they've done the villains, they've done princesses. Like they're absolutely amazing. Ooh. Um, I'll have to send you one after this. I'm, I'm pretty sure literally speaking of Pentatonix, what is, what is, what is her name from Pentatonix? I am completely blank.
1: Uh- Kirsten, Kristen,
0: Kristen, it's either Kristen or Kristen, but she's, yeah. she's in one of Voktiv's mashups. Oh, the, that's sick. Yeah, I accidentally ran into that one. I just kept making connections and I'm like, oop, come, all comes back to Pentatonix. What the heck?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he uploads uh, new videos to YouTube and streaming platforms like every other week. And he has 2.6 million subscribers, which is, wow. I know. So what is that? Like, is that like gold play button? I think if you like i think if you're over a million mm, i think so i'm not sure but he he's been involved with acapella music since uh 1999 since the 90s uh when he co-founded the university of oregon's male acapella group which i think is really oh, cool that's
1: cool yeah
0: yeah yeah totally like you know from oregon all about acapella like this is his bread and butter and i love it like one mm-hmm. of his other one of his other albums that i really like because it's funny because like i I accidentally picked the song without knowing that I later wanted to talk about another song of his. Like, Mm -hmm. so... His other album, which is Misty Mountains, Songs Inspired by the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, which that came out in 2016. And there's one song off of it that I, I, th- I think I have it in my shanty or my sing-along playlist, but it's the one that he does with Hank Green. And it's the Hobbit drinking medley.
1: I didn't know Hank Green was a singer
0: i didn't either until i saw the song and it was amazing because it's like like the layering that they do yeah i remember hank talked about it like a while ago on because like you know he like makes videos about science and stuff love hank but like it's awesome like they do the green dragon they do the dwarf song where they're like breaking all of bilbo's shit like it's it's amazing i love that song so Mm. I I apparently I just love Pete Hollins. Like I just he, his, his music is really good. But now coming to Avi, Avi Kaplan, or Avriel Benjamin Kaplan. He is an American singer, songwriter, and best known as a past member of the group Pentatonics, which I have seen twice. I know, I know. Hello. Humble brag, whatever. He is known for his bass and acted as like the vocal vocal bass and like accompaniment sort of like more like background and I know he did a little bit of beatboxing too, but like Mm -hmm. keeping the, keeping the tone, like he was the anchor because you have like the high flyers, like there we go. Mm -hmm. Like Kirsten and Mitch. So it's like stark contrast. He is no longer with the pentatonics. We have talked about this. You know, this, he pursued some, uh, individual work like he's like he sort of went off and did his own thing where he had his debut debut studio album floating on a dream that was released in May 2022 where he like he shifted his music from like you know being poppy and all that like when he was in the Pentatonics to like folk music And apparently he has like a deeper connection with folk music too, because like apparently from what I've seen always been like inspired by it and has like really always loved it. And like, if you listen to his other stuff, which his band that he made that he sort of did was Avriel and the Sequoias. So like, go check them out. They are, they're awesome. So he was a member of really good. Yeah. He was a member of Formata nowhere from 2008 to 2009. Um, He was in the Pentatonics from 2011 to 2017 and then he made his own group of riel and the sequoias i think in 2014 or 15 i did not put a date on it but you want to talk about basso profundo and you want to talk about deep voices like not the show like the not our show like the technique but like yeah, he is yeah, profundo. profundo. But like it, it applies, it goes together. like this is the thing. This is Vir. yeah. It. yeah, in a different way. He is like one of the modern faces of it because his voice is so deep. And I guess you could call it, I saw I looked up basso Profundo. The, the definition, not the podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could classify them as octavists, which octavists spelled O-K-T-A-V-I-S-T. And Sam, could you tell us about octavists?
1: Yes. An octavist is an exceptionally deep-ranged basso profundo Ah, Yeah, especially (laughs) typical of Russian Orthodox choral music. This voice type has a vocal range which extends down to A1, which is an octave below the baritone range, and sometimes to an F1, which is an octave below the bass staff with the extreme lows for octavists such as Mikhail Zlatopolsky or Alexander Ort, reaching C1.
0: How does it even go that low? I don't know. Like what? Like what is C one? Like how far to the left on the piano is that? Oh shit! Yep. Like okay, so how how far from cent? How far from center? If C is the cent- if regular ah C is the center. One, two, three. Three, So that's three octaves down from the center C. Yep. Fuck. That's, that's insane. Yep. Like, so Avi's particular vocal range goes from E1 to, is that E flat or sharp? I don't know that note. E flat. So to E flat five. And that's just from what so. I've seen. You, you, can, you can check that out on... Uh,
1: what e flat where E flat 5 would be well if this is one two three four five
0: that is that is that is wildly different
1: yeah I feel like maybe I'm not counting that right because that's like really high that's like high for women
0: <laughs> maybe i don't know but yeah, So like you can look up his his vocal range i'm also seeing i don't know what this is because one one website said one thing one website said another so like sam what would you call this because i don't even i don't even know how to read this
1: f sharp one to f sharp four to, to d5 i don't know why that f sharp four is in there
0: yeah, like why is that in just that's in the weird. middle like that
1: yeah i don't know i don't understand that one
0: so i mean that's fine so either e1 to e flat five or f sharp one to d5 that's about yeah in the in the ballpark and these websites can't seem to agree and you no. know again that's fine <laughs> no the moral uh,
1: of the story is that he is very he is a basso
0: profundo he he is it that is him he he is him you know what i mean. Mm -hmm. but yeah so when he's like in his higher register like his voice has like a really nice softness and like airiness to it that i I really appreciated um like so he has a song called quarter past four which is you know his band did uh avriel and sequoia's and i think if you go to the video i will link it it's about christ i just got a podcast i'll add we're doing this right now damn it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so go to it, uh fun. yeah exactly don't don't but, but give me ads for the website while i'm using it geez mm-hmm. yeah fucking youtube is like i see you like this website you must go there a lot i'm like yeah, every day <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so his song quarter past four at about three minutes seven seconds about in the song like you'll you'll see what i'm talking about and it's really really pretty
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: love it so that's enough about them the song itself this particular version it doesn't have any awards because you know it's they they released it and it's and it's amazing we that that is our own personal accolade would you say sam
1: yes i do agree
0: oh good (laughs) that'd be that'd be insane if you were like nope hate it i'm like then why are we here <laughs> it's terrible oh worst song and then just you just hear like the discord boom boom as you like leave <laughs> oh my god but fun facts this song the overarching like song black is the color it was featured in the twilight zone season three episode entitled the passerby which uh, aired in 1961 and then also Uh, A cover of the song by Cara Dillon featured on Derry Girls in 2018 season three, episode four, the haunting it's in the ending sequence.
1: We'll talk about it more in like just a second when we talk about the feelings and vibes, but it's interesting that the, the album artwork, the melodic sort of like vibes of this particular version. And also the fact that it was in the Twilight Zone and a haunting episode of Derry Girls, it's like, it's interesting because it's like, I feel like it's put in these categories where it feels very like, like horror motivated, like spooky, but the song itself is a love song.
0: It is. And see, it's really funny because like you even said it sounds sinister, like the album art and everything. I don't get sinister at all really like, interesting yeah well i feel like this is like a, just like a like a segue for our feelings and vibes of it like it's it to me it does not feel sinister at all it feels like very wistful and it's a love song so like there's like this like yearning in the song like it just for me it, it just feels passionate hmm mm-hmm.
1: that's so interesting i when i first listened to it i was like oh this is kind of spooky i yeah. don't know if it's it may be a combination of like some of the um, some of the chords that they decided to use, yeah, and I the fact the that thing. Avi is v- a very low vocalist. Like oftentimes, I feel like those deeper bass notes are used in like typical horror music,
0: yeah, and such.
1: So, like, I'm wondering maybe if those sort of combines for me at least give it this sinister sort of feel
0: yeah like okay so i can i can totally tell like where your like like his vocal range and like is with like how low it is like low and like rumbling usually denotes malicious or like bad things are kind of going on you know right and i think i think it's at like if you go in the song to about like two minutes and 30 37 seconds where he's like doing the black is the color of my true love's hair like that's like the lowest point in the song that like he touches and it's just like like his voice is like a bit abysmal in like the best way you know what i mean yeah where like he just hits the fucking bedrock and it's yeah cool. so and like that usually doesn't happen in songs that are pleasant you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and as I'm listening to it again, I'm realizing that I think this is in a minor key.
0: You think so? Oh, that's a good, that's a really good observation.
1: I think it's in C sharp minor, this particular version.
0: Ooh, all right, musical corner with Sam. I I, I, t- I, totally, I do not have the ability to pick that up. So I'm glad you, you do. You have the discerning uh-huh. ear. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. But like, I think at least what we can agree on is like the acapella and their harmonies are unfucking real oh yep, my god like, i agree like just how deep avi can go and like how well their voices play off of each other like i i feel like i'm 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 talking like more about avi than pete but like with where, where, where avi can go deep like there's this one part when they're harmonizing together where just like Pete's voice is like so strong and like he has like this like belt ability that Mm -hmm. is just like dude like this entire song just like covers me in goosebumps like from from start to finish it's like with all with the layering it's like diet choir
1: yeah the way that their voices are so opposite from each other right but like mix so beautifully is like really interesting.
0: Exactly. Like it's sort of like they start in the middle very close to each other and then they both just like freaking like go off in two different directions. Pete goes high mm-hmm. and, and Avi goes low. Like it's just it's it, it's unmatched and I just think it's really crazy. So like Yeah. you said that the the you mentioned in the notes georgina george what is that
1: gorgina george
0: gorgina yeah oh what is that it's like
1: it's like Regina George mixed with like the word gorgeous. It's Gorgina. Gorgina, Gorgina George.
0: Gorgina George. Okay, I yeah. I could I couldn't move past that without asking what the fuck that you meant.
1: <laughs> oh, of course. So what the part that I really thought was Gorgina George is at two twenty five. The C sharp and the C. Oh, it's so crunchy, but it's Gorgina George.
0: Two 220 twenty two t- two five. You're fucking killing me over here. oh it's Gorgina George. I'm like so good, George. Uh so it's like Oh, it's on the lines when she and I will like be as one when she and I will and then Avi kind of comes and rounds it out with B as one I really yep. like that I didn't even notice that yeah that is really dissonant that is like I I'm my brain completely glossed over that but like, I also loved yeah
1: oh you know what I I think I put it in um I put it in my favorites parts uh no I guess in terms of like the feelings and vibes, I just I just really love the harmonies and the dissonance in this particular version. I think the acapella is like such a nice way to like do this version justice, I guess, or the song justice. That didn't really make sense. But like I like how how they made it acapella and right. they didn't use like other instruments and stuff.
0: It well because like this this version of the song is like so chock full of just stuff like the way that they're like layering their own voices and sort of breaking it up and making it seem like they're harmonizing with themselves even like on their own individual right. parts it's it's really really pleasing like there's no moment in the song that's perfectly quiet and even on the parts where it's just them individually without any of the backing vocals like it's still very striking. right and i really really like it like i guess we could just transfer to our favorite parts like yeah i think it's it's sort of like when they're playing into each other so go to like three minutes 11 seconds where um avi's voice sort of like smooths out and then pete has like this little like this little run that he um that he kind of goes on like vocally Mm-hmm. yeah that part i i love that i don't ah, oh, bro it's so fu- it's so pleasing to my ear because it's like you have you have like the like obvious voice is the foundation that sort of has like this like droning capability that it just mm, and it just continues and then like Pete sort of like going over that i love that Okay, I've I've I wanted to mention this in a, in previous episodes, um, especially the shanties episode, and I think when we did um, another episode that included acapella. Do you know what one of my my favorite uh, instruments is? The bassoon. The, no, not the bassoon. <laughs> what did you get that? <laughs> no No. Uh, t- I'll just i'll just tell you <laughs> jesus christ what what gave okay, me, which what vibes gave off me as like a bassoon guy
1: i don't know i think because you like a lot of like deeper like melodic instruments well you also like a lot of like rhythm section and stuff
0: but bassoon is cool it is pretty cool i have a friend from well okay i wouldn't call him a friend friend but he i, I knew him and we were in the same circles, but he was in my high school and he was like all about the bassoon. Um, and he even took his senior photo with his bassoon. And
1: oh, yeah, that's would, cute. That's cute.
0: Yeah, I won't, I won't, I won't say his name, but he was very good. But see, I, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm seeing the bassoon vibes. I'm seeing the bassoon vibes. But like one of my favorite instruments is the hurdy gurdy what the hell is that oh my god sam look up the hurdy-gurdy right now it's basically it's a stringed instrument that has um not pedals but like buttons so there's one you you would basically turn this like lever on the side and that's what spins this thing it's it's kind of like a. Uh, a a circular bow and by you turning the crank Mm. is you turning that bow so there's always this constant droning sound and then with the buttons as you putting it's almost like you putting your fingers down on this on the strings so the hurdy-gurdy is it's constantly making noise, and by you, so like it always has that bass line, that sort of like mm, like are over it. But then you're using like your fingers to put like and layer more and more and more stuff over it. I love the hurdy gurdy. I love how it sounds. I I like the way that it looks. It's it's like it's kind of it's like a stringed instrument for people who don't want calluses on their fingers but it's still very technical like you don't you don't have to constantly be spinning the crank you can like sort of like change it up or you can like stop it for a second and like go in the other direction to sort of like make different sounds it's really cool and it's a really dynamic instrument
1: for the listeners who um are not able to look at their devices currently yes just to put a picture in your head it looks like a violin with a teeny tiny crank at the base of it like where you would you know put it on the floor Mm -hmm. even though you don't put a violin on the floor but you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it looks like it has two strings on either side and then two strings relatively far apart going up the middle like the neck the neck is extremely wide and then it also has some black keys and some white keys like a piano on the side i can't figure out if those are like if you press those or, or how it works and then the tuning knobs are at the very top like a normal violin
0: it's 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 really interesting there's a, there's a couple of different versions that i've seen one that's like more encompassed it's 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 like it's as if you gave like a violin a turtle shell and it's like really big um i i've seen it it's more popular like when it comes to like medieval music and sort of like in this same um wheelhouse as kind of like it's like an automatic liar kind of because you're just you're you know you're spinning the you know the thingy at the end what is that called that is the like the crank there we go it's the crank um at the end and it it spins the wheel so you know you have like the the buzz bridge and everything that gives you like that baseline tone and i think i've seen them with like three with like three pegs anywhere from like three to six or or Hmm. more yeah they're they're awesome and they have a beautiful sound so if you've never heard one played before it is like a hurdy-gurdy like the, the, i recommend go check it out please but like that part where like at 311 where they do that reminds me of a hurdy-gurdy and i and i i can't get enough of it
1: it's interesting i just wanted to point out that according to wikipedia a person who plays the hurdy-gurdy is called a hurdy-gurdist
0: A hurdy-gurdist
1: Pretty girds. It looks like these are very popular in France. Ooh. Because it says particularly for French players, they're called a VL, Vieli, V I E L L I S uh, T.
0: We're going to have French people mad at us.
1: And then in France a player is called un de vie, de VL. Un Listen, listen de French vielle. people,
0: we're trying our best. <laughs>
1: Do not come for me, I am <laughs> Show <them>. Shut up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh my God we're gonna we're gonna have to go flee with our with our fans from Finland. Hi Fin yeah. Hi Finnish people.
1: Hi, Finland. Hello. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you. I saw you in our stats, so thanks for coming. So cool. So cool. Um okay, so our our favorite parts though, sorry. we kind of got away from it. What's one of yours?
1: oh okay my favorite one of my favorite parts is at two minutes 45 the dissonance on the backing vocals of that particular line
0: crazy okay
1: crazy 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 it's so good
0: oh that is that 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 part is spooky okay if you if you see yeah if you isolate that part and like it's it's that is kind of spooky
1: mm-hmm my other favorite part is that three minutes, there's a harmony. I had to look it up because I couldn't figure out what it was called, but it's C sharp, F sharp, G sharp, mm-hmm. and A sharp.
0: I'm listening to that, I'm listening to that right now. And it's sort of like right after the dissonance of 245, it gets to three and it's like a major chord and it like resolves itself. But then they like dip back, they dip back into dissonance immediately after that at like three, five.
1: Yeah. So that C sharp, F sharp, G sharp, and A sharp is called a G sharp nine sus four, oh. which is really cool.
0: Oh my God, okay go go to go to 312 like the way that they like again that's like it goes between like dissonance and actually i think that that goes right back into right back into the thing that i that i already said earlier Mm. yeah holy shit that's like one after another by accident huh okay sorry
1: (laughs) Um, no that's that's okay i also love that part that's so good
0: so there's there's a particular section and it's literally 40 seconds long and it ends in sort of like that dissonance and so it's it's basically uh it goes from two minutes three seconds uh, all the way to two minutes and 43 seconds and it's right in the middle of Avi's verse where he's like doing his thing and it starts like in the higher parts of his register. And then like literally it's just him like going down and down and down. So like from there, he's just, he's just like gliding into like his, like his lowest point. And like I said, like right at um, 243 when he's, when he hits like of my true lover's hair, that is like so D- dudes, like, we're all up on the fucking crust and he's down in Tartarus right now. Like, that is deep. Yep. Oh, my God. It's so good, though. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Oh, um... Also, so I, I guess we're accidentally kind of going in, like, chronological order. But um, right after... Um, right after like the little melodious run at 311 that he does, um, go to three minutes and 33 seconds. So 333 to 356, like it's it's nuts because once they come together, like, and so they had their separate verses. Pete does the first one. Avi does the second one. The third verse is them like together. And from 333 to 356, it is like angelic it is like yeah it is this is this, this is stuff that you would hear like in a cathedral like that would there's some dude floating off of the ground and it's just crazy because it's like that's where that power that i was talking about that comes from pete like he's just like it, it's just so forward and it's so strong
1: hmm yeah
0: Oh, the way that they hit the wondrous fair, like the sort of like wondrous fair, like it kind of like it it like fluctuates right there. I really like that. That's a that's a highlight for Pete of like how pleasing his voice is.
1: Mm hmm. They're just both so good and together it's like <sighs> deadly.
0: D- fucking deadly is is the is the best way to, to, to describe that. This shit is deadly. Oh, um, mm-hmm. let's say final point that I had was oh uh, was at three fifty nine three fifty nine. So it, the 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 angelic part, you know, from 3.33 to three fifty six. But at three fifty nine, that key change that they do, like right there, mm. like, with, where it like kicks up.
1: Yeah, and then it's just the two of them harmonizing with each other while the background, like,
0: ooh, ooh. it's stunning take me to church pete and avi like this is mm-hmm. this this is my absolute jam please listen to this song you guys please 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 um mm-hmm. uh, we'll probably end up linking it in the episodes tab on basic profundo podcast.com so you can listen to all of our episodes there but then also the songs that we're talking about
1: yeah basically podcast.com that's
0: where all of our stuff is you can see our faces you can see how we are how we're doing Lots of cool yep. stuff. Oh yeah. But so Sam, fine oh, uh, not not final thoughts. Um we did kind of have to touch on the lyrics because obviously it's that, that's part of the song. And so um it's it's a little bit more shallow because it's very straightforward as to like what they're talking about. There's not a whole lot of metaphors for things. Like as they're as they're singing, you can you can tell what they're talking about. Like some of the lyrics mm-hmm. of it goes, uh, her face so soft and wondrous fair, the purest eyes and the gentlest hands. I love the ground whereon she stands. And then later in the song, um, they say, I love my love and well, she knows I love the ground on which she goes. And still I hope, that the time will come still i hope that the time will come when she and i will be as one and it's like it's very if you're looking at it just purely lyrically it's so pretty Cause it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I don't know if like these two people, these two singers, they don't necessarily have to be Petan and Avi, but like, I don't know if they're singing as like two different people from two different standpoints or they're embodying this one through line that, you know, courses through the song, like this one person's feelings and they're sort of just, they're just vessels for what the song has to say. But you know, there's this person and talking about how beautiful this person is, their eyes, their hair, their hands, like everywhere she goes, you love wherever she is. They're not together. But they yearn to be and that's what I'm talking about with like, the, like the tone like it's just like you want and you're like you need to be with them. And so that's Yeah, yeah, it's it's very pretty but um do you have any do you have any clothing closing thoughts on this song sam
1: i really like it i think this particular version is gorgeous i think mm-hmm. well i'm also an absolute fan of acapella <sighs> same doing it growing up it's just something that i've always really loved i love choir music so oh, yeah, this... you did didn't you i did do acapella yeah so the fact that this version is like an acapella like rendition that of a song that sounds like a choral piece it just it's right up my alley and i mean i think lyrically it's just so lovely you know it's just this person longing for their true love and Mm -hmm. when she and i will be as one one day they'll be together and I, i don't know i just really like
0: it you can't beat a good love song yeah oh. even though it sounds like you know spooky yeah exactly like you're about to be axe murdered but it's actually like there's just this guy singing about how much he thinks this girl's pretty and that he loves her mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just imagine just imagine this like being like a disney song like this guy's walking through a forest like singing this song meanwhile there's like a girl in a glade picking berries who thinks she's about to die like she's just like oh my god what is that music <laughs> <laughs>
1: she doesn't know she's in a disney film she's like oh my god
0: <laughs> i gotta get out of here and meanwhile this guy's like oh i love you <laughs> <It's> <laughs> amazing um yeah but that is going to be it for us you guys we really hope that you liked the song please listen to it but if you want to listen to more of us there are plenty of places to do so sam could you tell us the places where they could find us
1: Yes, you can find us on Instagram at Beso Profundo Podcast or on Twitter or X at Basoprofundo underscore. Ooh. And of course, you can find us on our website at Basoprofundo Podcast dot com. You can also shoot us an email at Basoprofundo Podcast at Gmail dot com. Tell please us do. if you like the show. Yeah. Huh?
0: No, I just said please do.
1: Oh, sorry. I heard is you and I
0: said, Yes, it's me. (laughs) Yes, it's me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, shoot us an email. Tell us if you like the show. If you have uh, suggestions, episode ideas, any of that good shit send us our
0: way yeah totally whatever uh whatever platform that you find us on rate us five stars recommend us to our friends that is like the best way and the best thing that we could ask of you is to like spread us around if you like us be like oh my god there's like these cool people who talk about music they're my favorite podcast on the whole entire internet and we'd be like oh my god is that? (laughs) they'd be like oh my god is you and then we'd be like ah is we (laughs) (laughs) is us is us is we is we yeah Yeah. so oh my god but that is going to be it for us you guys this is one probably one of our shorter episodes we resolved that one pretty quickly yeah. I know, I know. Could yeah. be clear, conspire. After
1: another uh, two parter episode. Literally So check out uh damn by Kendrick Lamar
0: if you haven't listened to the last two episodes. And, They're good ones. And then the last two parter that we had was another album episode, which was the post Malone one. So yep. but yeah, we have like lots more content for you to enjoy, lots more cool, fun ideas that like we want to do. We're not going anywhere and we're not slowing down. So like we love doing it we love you and uh thank you for listening but that is going to be it for us you guys and we'll see you in the next episode see you later goodbye <laughs> <laughs>